0: My name is Annie Louise, and I'm a children's book writer. This is My Little Sunshine House, a podcast where we chat to children's book creators about process, getting published, and everything in between. If you're a writer or an illustrator, feel free to join us over at the Sunshine House Facebook group, which is a lovely, happy place all about supporting and inspiring book creators. Today, I'm chatting with Inda Ahmed Zari, a Malaysian Australian picture book and middle grade author. Inda is also a practicing doctor and a parent of three very small children, as well as being a picture book illustrator. So, we chat to Inda all about how this is possible, as well as her journey into publishing. Hi, Inda. Thank you so much for coming on board this morning for a little chat. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Um, So, Inda, you've just created some beautiful books. So you're a writer and an illustrator. But how do you do all of that as well as being a doctor? That's what I can understand. (laughs) Ah, okay. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I I certainly don't work um, as a doctor as much as I used to. So I'm a surgical doctor. I still do um, a couple of days a week part-time but I used to that that used to be you know full-time for me which is really demanding and time-consuming and I think it was just you know life taking its course for all of my adult life I wanted to be a surgical registrar or I was a surgical registrar which is a doctor who's in training to become a surgeon and then I had my daughter um, about almost seven years ago now and took some time off for that and then realized oh my gosh there's so much happening outside of the hospital Um, and then we were reading books together and I've always loved reading and I've always written as well and in fact um, even before I went to medical school I thought I want to be a writer when I grow up but it didn't seem like you know I don't know a, a serious enough job Like, I felt like, oh, can people really go and and do a degree in writing? Um, Back then, I guess where I was, um, where I was from, um, it didn't seem like the option. It seemed like something that would just happen on the side, naively, I thought. And of course, once I got into medical school and start working, nothing happens on the side, really. <laughs> There's just no time. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing like anything else is something that you need to dedicate a lot of time and learn the craft and um, and I guess get, get in, involved with the community um, the way we're doing now with your lovely Sunshine House. So when I had some time to step away from hospital work, I was loving spending time with my daughter and I wanted to do that a lot more as well. So when I went back, I went back part-time and um, I started writing little stories for her. Um, I went to this um, free workshop at... so. There was one holiday when we went back to Malaysia, which is where I'm from. Um, and I thought, oh, how lovely it would be if we if I wrote a story that was about Malaysia so that my daughter um, will have something sort of, you know, of her heritage to hold on to. And I knew nothing about writing children's books. Um, I just loved them. I thought that authors and illustrators with these best friends who sat down side by side and kind of planned out this book together and got it published um, and then when I and then a few ideas kind of came into my mind um, I got back to Brisbane and the local library was hosting um, a free workshop by Elisa Darlison about how to write picture books and it just went from there it was just my eyes were open it's like what I didn't know that it was always 32 pages it was always around 500 words and there were all these kind of rules and processes and and i i loved what i learned I decided to enter competitions. I went to Elisa's Sunshine Writers um, Retreat and learned so much, found a writers group here in Brisbane. And, and, and that's how it all started. And I, I do not think I've looked back. Um, and when that started coming to the fore and family stuff as well, and I just realized that maybe it's a time in my life where things need to shake up a little bit. Um, and it was hard trying to make that decision to really kind of, pull back from medicine and surgery, which is what I know um, for most of my life, most of my, you know, um, learning and working life. Um, but, but this is really cool as well. So I think I'm going to stick with it.
0: I am in full admiration and you have since also had twins which yes <laughs> just, I don't know okay, in the front somewhere I've told my mom like a week
1: ago listen I need to chat to Zanny can you just watch them
0: <laughs> you are amazing. you're amazing I think you're a super lady or I don't understand you're amazing oh uh, uh, it's
1: there's, there's a lot of um yeah struggle behind the scenes that doesn't okay. get to the social <laughs> okay oh that makes me feel better you don't want to yeah. see me with vomit down the shirt with pajamas pants all day long that (laughs) happens too
0: okay okay good so it's not it's not all yeah oh no I don't swan through life and go I (laughs) know that makes me feel. but it is amazing um but so you you toyed with the idea of writing before doing medicine Mm. but where did the art come from is that something that you've also always done or is this Um, a new thing I oh
1: the art so the art I can pinpoint it back to when I was pregnant with my daughter, really, because I didn't do any art um, before that. Um, Maybe it's where I grew up. So... um, in Malaysia in high school you, you're you split into a science stream or an art stream and I knew pretty early on I was interested in sciences um, I wasn't sure whether it was exactly going to be medicine but I wanted to do science so I was in the science stream and once you're in a science stream you're not really expected or beholden to be artistic in any way um, and and vice versa which is which is really silly and I don't think I want our kids to grow up thinking that they need to be limited to one particular sector. Um, but I've always admired art and I've always told myself, Oh, I love this. And this is something that I probably would never be able to do. But around the time I had, I had a little bit of downtime when I went to, um, uh, I left work a little bit to go and join my husband in the States when he did his fellowship, and I had a lot of time to kind of experiment with different different things. I, I started doing polymer um, clay polymer mm-hmm. clay little figurines for a little while. Uh, that was probably my first artistic foray. And then I had um, some time over maternity leave and and things like that uh, when my daughter was born, and I just went on to um, online tutorials or YouTube tutorials about how to draw. So really basic stuff, you know, like contour drawing, looking at negative spaces, or just literally just getting rid of that obstacle, um, you know, of of telling myself that I can't draw. And I remember one of the big uh, revelations was that artists use erasers, and I didn't know that because I thought that artists (laughs) were these amazing people who were born with such great talent that everything flowed out of their hands and their pencils and their brushes. Um, in perfection and it, it 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 was really good for me to know that actually there's a rough sketch which looks terrible and then a second sketch which still looks terrible and then you just work on it and and I just you know just kind of carried that on I kept a sketchbook the way that I keep a notebook for my writing um and just did as many online courses as I could when I got some time off um From work Uh, a few years ago, I went for my first in-person watercolor class at the Brisbane Institute of Art. And and that was that was amazing. That was such an awesome year. It really boosted my confidence um, and I learned a lot from it. Um, So so watercolor is one of my favorite traditional mediums, but Mm -hmm. I also use Procreate on the iPad Pro a lot.
0: Mm, I'm so impressed yeah. with that. I can't believe you've just learned that recently. Your art is really beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk through your publishing journey a little because um, yeah. I know a lot of people here are interested in being published themselves or just mm. generally interested in your journey. So mm. where, how did you, is Night nightlights your first picture?
1: Uh, Nightlights is my second, the although second, it was the yeah. first contract that I signed, but it came okay. out
0: second after okay. Sally. Oh, Sally is the first one. So can you talk yeah. us through uh, how you went from that first initial course with Elisa to yeah. actually being a published picture book writer?
1: Yeah, sure. So um so one of the things that Elisa encourages to do was to join groups, um, have uh, an online platform, um, and just kind of keep keep practicing craft. And I googled writing groups for children in Brisbane, and I came up with write Links. So if there are any Sunshiners out there, we're Brisbane based, who haven't joined write Links and you really really should. It's such an amazing group of people, and we meet the first Saturday of every month. So I attended the um, the meetings, and there's a Facebook group, and and I just really loved it. So What we do in Writelings is um, whenever we meet, we talk about our highs and our lows for the month. And then we, you know, share trade secrets and then we break up into critique groups. And that's just all I want in in a writing group, really. Um, So I kept going for that. And because there was that critique group at the end of every, uh, sorry, at the start of every month, then I try to aim for a picture book a month. Um, So I had all these ideas in my head that I would try out and, um, and we discuss it and I get to know the other authors that way. And, um, and then there was the Duck Pond, um, Creative Kids Online, and then now Sunshine House as well. And I, and, you know, I really kind of vibe off a lot of that uh, when I'm online, just, just seeing what other people are, are doing and just kind of sharing that journey with them. The other thing that really made a difference um, to my journey, I think are the conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, so CYA is Brisbane based. Um, or now it's online. It's been online for a couple of years now, but it used to be in Brisbane in July. And um, that was perfect for me. And what I loved about it also was that there were these paid assessments where you can actually meet the editors face to face. And it was guaranteed that they were going to read your story and, and give you some feedback. And I got some pretty good feedback, um, you know, straight away from from my first meeting. But nothing really happened from that that first meeting. Um, a, bunch of fe- a bunch of assessments that I went to. Um, but I think it was, it was also good for me to start to know the people in the industry um, and vice versa, try, try to know what they're looking for, what are my flaws in the manuscripts that I've been bringing to, to the assessments um, and then improve that. And I felt that um, the second time that I went to CYA, it was a bit of a better fit. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I met Meredith Costain from 4th Street um, she she looked at a couple of my um, manuscripts and invited me to resubmit and and I did and she didn't actually look at Sally that year um, it was a couple of other ones that she was interested in but when I resubmitted I kind of took a leap of faith and said oh well, maybe I'll slip this one in and kind of type a little sorry I hope you don't mind if I uh, include an, an, an extra one I think you might like and a few weeks later I got um, an email from Paul Collins um, from Fort Street to say that they were interested so that's how I got um, the contract But before that, I I think I jumped ahead because Night Lights was my first one and um, Night Lights happened because uh, Kathy Creamer opened submissions for Little Pink Duck Books on her birthday for one day only.
0: I remember
1: um, that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I was actually on holiday in Malaysia at the time. Um, but I had all my manuscripts on Dropbox. So when I saw oh, that, lucky. I kind of stealed away for half an hour, read through the manuscripts and picked one and, and sent it off. And a few months later, I heard back from them um, and, and signed with them.
0: That's um, so cool. yeah
1: Yeah, it's really cool (laughs) um and and it's 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 kind of like that it's kind of just looking out for opportunities whether it's on Facebook or um I also subscribe to Buzzwords and Pass It On and they have lots of opportunities there competitions like CYA assessments um and last year I um signed with Annabelle Barker who's now my literary agent um so now I work with her and whenever I have ideas you know we'll talk about it together and she'll she'll kind of We'll talk about who to send it to, um, and so on. So that's really nice as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Um, well, congratulations. That's Thank very, you. very lovely. Or well, your whole trajectory has just been really wonderful to watch because you've also signed up a couple of um, your own illustrated picture books. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so I have. I have one coming, and I feel like I mentioned to you um, before we started chatting uh, that the it, this book was acquired back in December. Yeah. um and they also acquired me as the illustrator which will be my first ever author illustrator book which it's I'm amazing. really excited about um but I almost don't want to say too much because the paperwork has really lagged behind oh I yeah feel like, no yeah. you can't
0: <laughs> talk about it yet no <laughs> but, absolutely yeah. but just we know it's coming <laughs> but, and but that's it's so coming exciting. and
1: that's, that's really exciting as well yeah. um and and I have had um I think the reason why I've kept it up for so long was because I've had really nice encouragement along the way either my friends or editors who've seen my work and said well maybe you could do the illustrations for this and even when I've said oh I don't think I have the goods yet maybe in a few years time they've still been really encouraging and um and I feel that you know there's been lots of ups and downs in my in my illustrations um I feel like I'm still finding my feet a lot of the time. And I have to push through a lot of self-doubt, a lot of like really ugly sketches, but it's nice to sort of blend something that I can submit and say, this is my vision for the book. I hope you like it. Um, and for them to come back and say, yes. So that's really, really exciting.
0: That is really such a beautiful journey. And now you know that an eraser exists, which is even better. (laughs) (laughs) Even digital erasers.
1: (laughs) I'm all all good.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations. Well, um, are your stories always inspired by your home of Malaysia? Um, Are they always coming from that point of view or where are you drawing your inspiration from? I, I do have a lot of what my
1: I call my Malaysiana books because they're so you know deeply set in in that setting um, that I find so beautiful and inspiring. But no, they're not always. I I think I like to read a lot of things. Therefore, I like to I like to read a lot of different things. Um, hello, <laughs> here's one of my muses right here, just right on cue. But I want you to help oh, at the
0: front because.
1: Um, is there. Okay, can I come in a few minutes? Is that okay? All
0: right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> but,
1: um, so so I do have the you know the big heart kind of sentimental um family stuff, but I also um love a good rhyme. Uh, I love a good laugh. Um, so I do have manuscripts um uh, that are out on submission. Um, about you know octopuses and pangolins and foxes and just I love anthropomorphic stories I think I've always loved them as a child so I love it when animals get up to no good or or get up to some good um, so those stories I have uh, as well but I also a story you saw right there is at this age where she asks the most incredible questions that really kind of stop me in my tracks and makes me think about how am I going to answer this um, and she also has this kind of well all children do just this way of seeing the world that we might have forgotten how um how to do so these little sparks will come out every once in a while that kind of think oh you know it just gives me like a a different point of view Hmm. of a story or an issue that I feel like I want to explore a little bit so so I have stories like that as well
0: Mm, oh, that's beautiful. Well, it's so great that you have kids that age um, who can really inspire yeah. all those wonderful yeah. ideas. And I'm sure
1: you, you have the same with your, with your girls.
0: Yeah, but my girls, girls. are getting too old. <laughs> no, they're, they're going into time, like. It's time to go into YA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to preteen, you know, teen. Uh, which, But it, it does change things because before my kids started school, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was this. Basically a stay-at-home mom, you know, I didn't yeah. work from home, but. Yeah work-from-home mom. I guess. Um, so I was around my kids a lot. Um, and they do definitely inspire stories and also mm. reading aloud to them inspires mm. stories and you're really in that world. So I have to admit I have found it much harder to write picture books since those they girls grow up. have oh, gone. Oh. I have
1: to tell them to stop growing up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you have to tell them that. Or well, maybe so
1: I've got the twins. So so my next picture book, which is coming out, um, yeah. with a firm Press in September. Yeah. Um is very much twin inspired. Okay, nice. Um, so, so that's good, I guess. I've got a- another layer of
0: <laughs> right, your up. You've got a if few can, more years. <laughs> if I
1: can forget about the nappies, the bottles and all of that struggle, I'll just focus on a positive, which is lots of inspiration over the next oh, few years. yeah, Well,
0: <laughs> definitely, yeah, absorb as much of that inspiration as you can. Or you, mm. I'm sure for you it will last longer than it did for me. <laughs> um, well, that's so beautiful. So what is your, given that you're a working mum mm. of three children, what does your creative process look like? Do you have hours of the day or days of the week where you get to sit I down wish. and write? No, not like that. <laughs> no, not like that at all. Oh, it
1: it, it changes. So um, it's definitely harder now with three kids instead of just the one. And sometimes I think, wow, I had a really good thing going. Even the one was going to school and I had all this time during the day, but clearly I've decided to go back for more. And it it's really... I really think my MO is creating in the cracks. Um, Because that's all I could do right now. I wish Mm. I could have like a solid block of time, um, but that doesn't happen very often. Um, It potentially can happen when the kids go to sleep. But then by that time, I'm so tired Mm. and my brain cells are just not really working anymore. Um, So what I do is a lot of it happens in my head. And I feel like that might happen regardless, because when I get an idea, I'll let it stew for a while. I always have a notebook, so I might jot down the idea in a notebook just to acknowledge that it exists, but I won't write it out straight away um, and it'll just live in my head for a few days until maybe I'll find a hook and it could be um, an opening line it could be a refrain it could be just a way into the story and once I have that hook then I'll start writing something down mm. um, and if it's a picture book I'll I, I love trying to solve the puzzle of a picture book because there's so many restrictions and that almost excites me. I'll start to storyboard it. Um and what I do with that is just fold an A4 piece of paper um once twice three times four times and it gives me all the spreads and I start to number it down and just kind of note where the beats are Mm. Um, and all of this sort of happens when it needs to happen and when I'm really ready I'll look at that storyboard all the scribbles in my notebook and I'll start at my computer and type it out Mm. and and then start editing it Um, Mm. so I think that's how it works and it just has to happen in starts and stops for me I email myself sometimes Um, if I'm out and about and I get an idea I might just email myself on my phone or if I'm I've, I've thought of something before I go to sleep at night. I'll do that too. And I'm I'm also working on a middle grade novel. I got um a mentorship award they, last year. I yes. can't do it Oh, He's
0: crying and I have to list him and sing him songs. I'm tired to list him and now <laughs> I'm out of breath. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why <laughs> you can write but such beautiful just, pictures <laughs> you're, 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 Interview, yes. maybe just hold
1: up. Just Oh, it <laughs> <laughs> it's so okay. sweet.
0: I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let I'm, you go and yeah, do, do all of the wonderful things you need to go do. But it's so appreciative of you being able to sit down with us no and way. share that amazing process. And I, like I said earlier, I'm just so amazed by you and just so proud of you it's just been such a coming from coming from you who've just
1: done this a massive Lismore auction um I'm really proud of you and what what you're doing as well um and I'm so sorry that this like very much of my life that has to be sort of
0: interrupted oh I love it it's just that is life you know that is life that is how life should be and I have to say that is the creative life it's you know like you say writing in the cracks creating something in piecemeal emailing yourself on the phone that is how most of us do things it's it's quite rare to have an office job creative that's true true. I'm glad I'm not alone no you're not (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, and All right. it's been so lovely to chat today. <laughs> no worries. Thanks so much, Zanny. See you, Inda. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Little Sunshine House podcast. This episode is produced by Jen Pitch. The theme music is by Gregor Hutchka and produced by Brett Canning. Join us over at our Facebook group by searching Sunshine House Writers and Creatives. I also run courses for book creators. My current course is called The Creative Season, which is a series of short workshops for book creators covering things like book promotion, marketing, school visits and getting published. Our next session helps you write chapter books. So if this is something you're interested in, Visit my website www.zanyluise.com to secure your spot. Have a lovely, sunshiny day wherever you are.